on the 25th of January, 2020, we are bringing the Addicted to Success event to Cape Town, South Africa. This is your opportunity to dive deep with Emil Steenveld and I to transform your money mindset. This is a one day exclusive event. We also have Heidi Shannon from Australia who is a mental health coach who knows how to pull apart your weaknesses and put you back together with strength to really show you powerful strategies to uplevel your mind and your way of thinking. And we have Adam Roa from the US who's flying out to teach you how he has been able to expand his creation and how he impacts millions through his content. He has reached multi, multi millions of views with his Goldcast video. So don't miss this opportunity. Also, 50% of profits will be going towards rape crisis in South Africa. This is where you get to support those that have been physically abused and sexually abused. This is going to a good cause. And it also means that you're now able to step into your abundance after moving through your blockages. The way that we teach this is going to be unforgettable and I cannot wait for you to join us in South Africa. So make sure you go to IamAddictedToSuccess.com. That's IamAddicted, the number two, success.com and get your early bird tickets now before they go up. Tickets are selling out, so jump in and this is your opportunity to make 2020 your best year yet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and this is a spectacular, exclusive, rare, raw and real episode. I am here today with Emil Steenveld, who is an incredible transformational coach, emotional intelligence expert, and powerful speaker. And we also have to the left of me, if you're watching the video right now, uh, we have Adam Roa, who is an incredible and talented poet. Uh, he also is a transformational coach, uh, magician, a creative, uh, like a very intelligent dude that like we've had so many powerful conversations and we've known each other for many years. So there's, it's really interesting to see which way this conversation will go. I think there's going to be a lot of juice in this, a lot of wisdom. Uh, and this is a different format to what we're used to with the Addicted to Success podcast. Uh, but I really want to make it a bit about you guys today, if you're listening right now. And also I wanted my good buddies here to dive in as well to really share the wisdom and the juice. Uh, now, what I've done is I've pulled the Addicted to Success audience and I've asked some questions around what their biggest fears are and what they're struggling with most and what they would want more of in life. Now the patterns that showed up were three things. One was a lot of people feel like they lack charisma and self-confidence. So we're going to dive into this for sure. This is the core of really the results that you get in your life and how you show up and how you feel. So we're going to dive deep into that. The second thing is People were scared to lose money or even scared to try and make money because they didn't believe they were worth it, right? So we're gonna dive into that conversation. And then the third thing was procrastination. This fear of not stepping in because uh, you know they, they've filled their mind with negative thoughts or excuses or whatever it may be. And if we dive deep enough into this, you'll find that all this is very much interlinked. Uh, but I'm excited to dive into it with you guys today. Let's do this. Adam, I would love for you to jump in real quick, man. Just share, what are you most excited about right now when it comes to self-development and human transformation? Yeah, thanks for having me, Joel. I, I'm most excited right now about the innovations on personal development. I'm, I'm excited to see what I personally can do and what what is gonna happen within the industry 
with utilizing new technologies and the technology of art because that's that's where I like to play is, is this intersection point of art as a technology that we can utilize to really create powerful emotional impact in people and transformational work where we can support people through the process of evolving and expanding and growing and with all of the new technologies coming out with people's developing understanding of personal development there's a lot of exciting things happening um, that are going to take, I think, personal development outside of the, the standard kind of just listen to what someone says and yeah. actually make it more experiential in a lot of really cool ways. So that's what I'm excited about. I just released a, a new album called Permission that is that. It's basically taking Ooh. personal development and combining it with storytelling and poetry and art yeah. um, and music to, to do that very thing. Yeah, and I love it because we were listening to one of your tracks you just produced the other day and I love seeing you in that creative space uh, because, you know, like really what you're doing is you're pushing the edges all the time and going, what is my potential? How can I unleash more of this? And I'm excited for you to share more of that on this episode today. Also, you have essential oils, right? They come <laughs> along with your album. I, think, I thought it was really cool when you shared that because I, I learned from, uh, I, I trained with Richard Bandler who was an NLP a uh, guy that co-founded the whole NLP, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, and he's a coach and master trainer. And he was saying that our um, gustatory senses, which is, a, you know, the smell and the taste, he said that that's what takes your mind right back to that anchored moment. Mm -hmm. So I love that, you know, you bring that into play when it comes to people dropping into their meditations and visualizations and everything else. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I really believe that um, we can utilize a lot of the things that we already have around us. It's just about shifting our mindset about how to do it. And yeah. so essential oils are a really simple way of, of basically taking on the consciousness of a plant and the, and the benefits of that plant to yeah. help. The one that I designed has plants in it specifically to help people clear out old energy, kind of reset and set powerful new intentions. And that's to me, what I do whenever I go into ceremony, I don't know how many people listening to this are, are familiar with plant medicines Probably and things not. like that, but no, I'm playing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the world that I play. It's becoming in. more popular. Yeah, right? it's becoming yeah. way more popular and, and that's the world that I play in and I want to bring it, it, bring these bridges into the mainstream so you don't have to right. go to the jungle of Peru and sit mm -hmm. in a dark circle with a shaman to, to do that. You can actually just take some essential oil and, and set powerful new intentions and reset your energy and these are, these are like stepping stones yeah. for people to really get transformation and how it looks and, and in ways that they feel comfortable with. Yeah. I know I, I, I have a glass of red wine to drop in my heart chakra. That's always fun. <laughs> you haven't even get, I'm going to get the oil. You talk to Emil, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Emil, jump in, brother, man. Why are you here today? We're in South Africa right now. This yeah, is your, your yeah, uh, we're we're in, mother we're country. Yeah, we're in Cape Town right now, and, and what's really exciting is that we get to serve, you know, basically people where my, my parents grew up here in Cape Town. I was raised in Australia, so coming back here is really dear to my heart, and, and really serving and impacting people from the ground up is really big on my radar right now, and, and looking at how I can really go deeper with coaching, transformational coaching, and experiential learning. I think the biggest issue these days is that people think it needs to take long and mm. it needs to be a really, it's going to take long, it's going to be hard and it doesn't have to be. It can be fun. It can be um, deep, but it can also be some of the most powerful work you can do. And it, all it is is a choice going and saying to yourself that I want to go there and I'm ready to let go of this story because ultimately it's all stories. 
So I feel like even myself, I'm going deeper with myself coming back here and noticing even the first thing I noticed, I think I said to you, Adam, when I got here, I was like, or I said to my mom, I said, I said, I th- I'm noticing how a lot of South Africans are passive aggressive. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, I noticed how everybody's super friendly and the culture is super friendly. Hey, how's it? Everyone talks to you like, hey, how's it going? But then I hear a lot of bitching behind people's backs. And, and this is funny because this is how my, my house was. You know, my mom was very passive aggressive. My dad was aggressive. And whenever you go back to your past and you see where your culture is, you'll see exactly where your patterns started. And I think this is one of the biggest things is checking in and going, okay, why do I do what I do? Where did I get that from? Is this really my pattern anymore? And do I have to carry this any further? You know, so for me, I'm, you know, checking back into Cape Town, it really always a great time to reflect, reconnect and really simplify what I'm looking at again, because, you know, you see people on the sides of the roads, they're looking for work every single day things that we take for granted things that we 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 have the internet we have new ways of creating money on so many different scales and you come back here and i look at these shanty towns and it's like wow it really slaps me back into reality but what's a shanty town for people that don't know yeah so basically it's like a slum if you if you you know you've heard of the slums in brazil or the favelas it's these little shacks and there's like huge like football fields of them here yeah so it's, it's a real, real reality slap to check in and, and go, okay, what's my blessings? Count them, get simple again and reflect on that and then create from a place of simplicity instead of a place of expe- expecting it should be better or it should be like this. Amen, amen. Look, people are hungry. You know, that's another reason why we're out here in uh, beautiful Cape Town right now. It's the 25th of January that we're holding the event called Master Your Money Mindset. This is the Addicted to Success event that we brought to Cape Town. And uh, myself, Adam Rowa, Emil Steenveld, and also Heidi Shannon, who is out in, uh, originally from Australia, but out in Bali with us. She's a powerful uh, mental health uh, expert and transformational coach and speaker. And see, so we really just brought this to bring this to the the South Africans because we've heard for so many years now that people really wanted us out here and also that they're struggling with money mindset and also there is a lot of physical and sexual abuse happening here so 50% of the profits are going to rape crisis uh, here in Cape Town and uh, it's just really awesome to connect with a new culture out here for us and to see like what are the pain points and to be honest really at the core a lot of people are struggling with very similar things and when I polled the addicted to success audience what we did find was we found that a lot of people are really scared around this whole money conversation, right? You either don't have enough money, uh, you have money, but you don't know what to do with it. You're so scared to let it go. Uh, or you've just put yourself on the back burner all the time and push your dreams to the side because you don't believe that you're either A, worth it, or you don't have enough resources around you or within you to make it possible. So I want to dive into this. We're going to share some strategies. We're going to share some points, some exercises, things to really uh, take note on. So we're going to make this an actionable episode. I know a lot of people that uh, listen to the A2S podcast that take the action, get massive results, okay? So make sure you do this. You can pause it, rewind it, play it. You can reach out to Emil Steenvold on Instagram. You can reach out to Adam Rowe or myself. We're super uh, friendly and approachable and ready to, to serve at the highest level, right? So get ready for some transformation. Let's dive in right now. Adam, when it comes to money mindset, you know, you've had some pretty big wins lately, uh, like huge jumps, right, financially. What was the shift like what did you do uh within yourself and also what did you do in the sense of like putting pen to to paper or creating some sort of a change in your routine or in your life to really bring in this uh, amazing result 
Wow. Um, yeah, I think that for me, the money mindset is different than a lot of people. I, I, I really do believe that the way that I've gone about creating um, money for myself has always started in a worthiness conversation, like mm. always. Mm. And uh, what I, how I view money is, is money is just a representation of energy. Right. It is literally when you go and you put your energy, let's say it's a nine to five, 40 hours a week, you're putting your energy into something. You're being given a representation of that energy in the form of money. And then you're going to the store and you're buying something which a far like for food that a farmer has grown and someone has shipped and, and yep. they've stocked like you are paying for that energy that that is there. So it's all just a representation of energy. And for me. I knew that for a lot, lot of my life, I didn't feel like I was worthy of amplifying the energy that yep. I had internally. Yep. And so there was this pushing away of financial abundance because I thought to myself, well, why, why would I actually want to amplify here? I feel like I'm a bad person. I feel like I'm not worthy. I feel like I'm not talented enough, et cetera, et cetera. And so the shifts in my prosperity really happened when I started addressing those first and foremost. So my approach wasn't so much, let me write down my business plan and my idea and execute on that. My approach was, let me write down all of the stuff that's inside of myself that's in the way of me feeling worthy Ooh. of receiving the financial abundance and yeah. diving into that work. Yeah. And then finances started appearing. They started appearing more and more. And and I feel like the biggest jump for me happened when I no longer made the money about me. Yep. The money was no longer about what I, I could buy. The money was no longer about what where I would live. The money was about um, amplifying the impact. It was immediate, like anything that's coming through me now, any sort of energy, and, that, and money is just one form of it, I know is being directly funneled out into creating impact. Yep. When I when I received a large sum of money for for a, a one year coaching contract, for example, I poured that money into starting a nonprofit. I poured that money into releasing my YouTube show, The Art of Choosing Love, which I just put out for free on YouTube. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like these were the things that that money started funneling into. Yeah. And I think that when it's no longer about me, and I can truly trust that it's going to funnel through me and, and, and amplify this planet in a, in a beautiful way, then I want more of it. Yeah. I actually feel worthy of it. I actually want more of it. And that, by the, just the laws of this universe, I believe will come to me. Yeah. So see that, guys? Get clear. If you're listening right now, get super clear on what that is, right? Because like when we step outside of ourselves, we realize there's so much that we can tap into. Like a lot of people will make excuses like, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough energy, I don't have enough money, right? But it's a matter of being resourceful and you, anything that you hear today that we share, it's about practice. Like none of it is like, oh, it happens once and that's it. It's all a practice over and over again. Abundance is a practice. Scarcity is even a practice. That's why some of you are so good at this because you just keep having the same conversation and making the same excuses. And that's why you're so damn good. It just doesn't get you the results yes. that you actually truly desire deep down inside. Yeah, something I would say to that is if you're, if you're broke, quote, 
unquote. If you're broke and you have felt like you have been in scarcity for so long, it's not that you're bad at abundance. It's that you're really good at scarcity. Mm. Yeah. Like you have habits that are keeping you in scarcity. You have practices that are keeping you in scarcity. You have things you are doing on an everyday basis that are keeping you in scarcity. You're freaking great at scarcity. So instead of thinking that you're bad at abundance, just realize you can take a lot of the same skill sets that you've developed to be good at scarcity and apply them to an abundance mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because it takes just as much energy to create either or, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, it's like, which one are you going to funnel it into? That's a no-brainer for sure. Emil, this is like such a great conversation in the direction that we're going in around wealth. And I think if we could really like even title this episode, it would be something along the lines of like um, how to how to overcome your fears to master your money because I think that's such a great conversation. Now, you're really skilled and versed in the area of supporting people uh, in in overcoming their fears. So if we could wind it back just a bit, just before we start bringing in the money, right, and, and bringing in abundance, what do we do when this fear keeps coming up of I don't have enough or uh, failure and mistakes are bad or I'm not good enough or I'm not worth it or whatever it may yeah. be? So usually what I like to do is find out what's the, what's the biggest story, what's the persistent complaint, concern, critique that always comes up when I'm willing to go to the next level. And it will come up every time you go to level up. Write that down. It Write still it down. happens to this day. Like even to us, you know, we go to another level and the old story will come back from when you were five, six, seven years old and it will replay. Your job now is to recognize the story and realize that it's just a story. The next part is, what is the action you're gonna take to counteract that behavior, right? So you wanna always match your action with your words and that's gonna build trust. The biggest problem these days is that when people are creating new things is they don't trust themselves. The uncertainty, the doubt, the fear comes in and it literally can take you by the throat and stop you from like actually stepping in because you're like, oh no, I don't know, I could fail or this could stuff up in such a big way. I could lose a lot of money. People might not like me. My friends might not accept me. There's all these different things, right? And what you've got to realize is that obviously it's all a story first, but it's like what power am I giving that story? It's what I make it mean that creates my way of being. The question is what am I making things mean? And when you get more awareness around this and around your stories, then you can take action in a way that's going to align with your vision. Now, Joel's going to speak into that later on. But first, before you can even go to your vision, you need to clean up the mess. What's in the background? So, for example, if you're looking to create money and you want to create wealth or a wealth mindset, study people that have already created it. What I noticed is that wealthy people are always, always have schedules, they're programmed, they have um, different standards of how they show up. Now, if you're showing up as a three and you're like, I want to mix with the eights and the nines and you've got to change something in your daily routine. And that's checking into like, how do I show up? Do I show up on time? Am I late? Am I always running behind schedule? Am I the last person there? Am I always leaving stuff behind like check in like the first thing we did, it was really interesting when we moved in, like we're in this apartment right now in Cape Town. And I've been in a suitcase for a month, and Adam's been in a suitcase even longer. <laughs> but a year and a half. A year and a half. But what I, what I noticed straight away is that I got into this apartment, and I was like, okay, cool. What do I need to do to get myself into routine and get myself into flow? Yeah. Now, every person that is wealthy or creating wealth is in their own flow. 
not somebody else's flow, but they find their own flow. And the first thing I did was unpack my suitcase and pack my stuff away so that I could actually just have everything in position so my head could be clear. The next thing we did was we found a gym because we need to move our emotions and energy and motion is we're moving that part of us. And every time I know I train, what happens is that I feel better, I'm in flow, I get myself into a routine of meditation, drinking plenty of water. And then the next part is, okay, cool, what are you going to do for work? So everybody's different, but it's about finding your flow and asking yourself, what's your non-negotiables? You know, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Do you check your phone straight away? Because, you know, I guarantee I, I did this this morning, which is not a normal thing I do, is I check my phone. The first thing I did was read an email and it put me in a sour mood. And I was like, ah, oh, you did it again. So you always, always have your morning routine and exercise I prefer before I even check emails or messages because you don't want to wake up and check something and it ruins your whole day. Yeah, dude, solid, solid advice right there. And, you know, if you're listening right now, write it down. When Emil said, get really clear on what are your persistent complaints, concerns, and critiques, like do that exercise. Don't just hear this. That's cognitive understanding. You got it? Awesome. That's great. But to turn knowledge and understanding into wisdom, we must embody it, right? It needs to be action. So make sure you place bets on yourself and do that. One of the things that I think is really important as well is the fact that we need to understand why we do what we do. Remember Emil said before, like reconnect with that why. The why really is when you think about money, why do you make money? Like going back to that and really getting clear on it because sometimes what happens is we keep getting into this conversation of I need more money, I need more money not knowing what is the thing after the money that you're actually trying to get from it, right? Uh, we make money for all sorts of reasons and it's very subjective depending on what your needs and your values are. But for me, I could say that I often like to uh, create money or make money in order to be able to fuel my growth, right? I love putting it into business. I love being able to contribute. Now for you, it may be uh, power, it may be security, it may be significance, it may be luxury, it could be comfortability, could be freedom. You've got to define it and get really clear on why do you make money? And there may be maybe two to three top reasons as to why you do. Once you understand the benefits of the money coming through, you're actually going to change your relationship. You're going to look at it in a different way. You know, a lot of us move in autopilot and then we wonder why we're getting bounced around by our feelings and not actually choosing why. And every day we get to choose where we live emotionally. So a lot of people think that money is going to be the thing that solves their issue. But ultimately, there's other things that they could be doing or shifting their focus in order to be able to gain that power back. And it's just really crazy how it works, guys, right? Like, if you're um, trying to chase it, it doesn't come, right? It's like trying to chase the relationship. It's that desperation. I believe that income loves inspiration. Success loves speed, but calculated speed that's coming from the heart. And so if we can get really clear on what it is and why it is, that's going to move the needle tenfold. I think something that came up for me when, when Emil was talking is you, you get to be honest with yourself. Like really yeah. brutally honest with yourself um, about how you're showing up currently. Because so many people tell me how they have these big dreams and they're working so hard and they've been at it for so many years. And then when I actually get to see them, like spend time with them or see what they're doing, um, I see 
a lot of free space. I see a lot of wasted time. I see a lot of time that's spent in ways that's just inefficient or ineffective. And the only the, the easiest way to do this, if you want a tangible exercise, is actually start writing down how you're spending your time. So let go of the idea that you're pouring a bunch of your time into creating your dream. Let go of that idea and actually just get really factual and, and keep a journal for a week about how you're spending every minute of your day. Because what you're going to see is that where you spend your time is where you have your priorities. It's where you have your commitments. And you're going to notice, wow, I actually spent two and a half hours on social media the last few days and and each day, two and a half hours. And you didn't realize it because you're doing it in 20 minute spurts throughout the day. Mm. But when you start writing that down, you realize, wow, what if I cut that back from two and a half hours to one hour? And then I have an hour and a half that's an hour and a half that I can pour into this very thing that I say I'm so passionate about. And I know for me, that's been a big one. I've been on social media way more than I normally am as I've become single and out of a relationship, as I've felt seen my... As I've seen, was <laughs> well, that a little plug that you're single right now? <laughs> He's single, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Taking applications now. No, so but also um, not just being single, and I said that because of the free space that it opened up in terms of the time that I have that would normally go into a romantic partnership. I now have available, and so maybe I'm spending half of that time on my my vision, but the other half of my time I'm I'm spending on social media, and that's also because social media has been taken off the audience has been growing and I feel an added responsibility to respond to all the messages and there's more of them and so there's a natural progression and I've noticed it and awareness gives us choice so the moment that I notice it I now have the ability to choose something different for myself mm. but for all of you out there you may not know how you're actually spending your time. You may have an idea, a perception of how you're doing it, but until you take the action to write it down, you're living in your perception instead of what might actually be the factual reality. Yeah. And, and I see you too, Adam. You're always in creation. Like so often you're in it. You're just like, you're finding ways to stay productive. I mean, look, he doesn't even button up his shirt fully. He's like, it's game time. Let's record Free this podcast. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. So awesome, awesome. So, Emil, I was going to ask real quick. Yeah. I know you're going to drop in, but I, there was something that came up that I think is like really important because this whole like avoiding pain yeah that there like i love how you speak into it we can all speak into it but I, i've heard you speak into it before in a way where, like we're avoiding pain so that that could be a really big reason as to why people aren't successful with their wealth too absolutely um i literally was doing a meditation today and it was really interesting because i got an email from uh, a client that was purely running and avoiding and it was funny i was like i was doing my meditation and i was like why do we run why why do we keep avoiding like thinking if we avoid this and we, if we just ignore it for a little bit it's just gonna go but in fact it actually gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and takes up more and more space in in our minds and if it's taking up space in your mind then it's literally taking up space in your present moment and that's creating your future excuse all of this noise in the background right now with <laughs> So it's cool. I, to, I told him at the start it's going to be a raw and real episode. Yeah. I love it. I love but, it. But this is what I'm saying is like the biggest problem these days is that nobody wants to ex go through the pain and that's going to be your ticket to freedom. And when we actually do it, 
bit by bit, day by day, it's not so big. What, what I want you to do is I want you to write down what is your biggest concerns at this current moment? Like what's your biggest fears? And then take each one and then make a list and then clean it up, what's called closing the loop. What we do is we look at the problem. We go, okay, what's the problem here? What's the solution? How many solutions can I come up with? for this actual problem and it's about ticking each one off one by one once you do that you make space you make room and at the start it's going to be really really scary i get it you know you're going to shit yourself you're going to want to run you're going to avoid you're going to hide you're going to make any every excuse under the sun not to do that actual task but once you do the the first time what you're doing is you're telling yourself internally that i'm worth it Every time you go against your old story, you're, you're actually telling yourself I'm worth it. And you get to do that as well. And you get to actually, I, I do this thing where it sounds weird, but I give myself a hug at the end of the day and I give myself a little kiss on the shoulder. I know it sounds weird, but <laughs> I say, well done. Good every, job. Every day. Every day. At every the end day. of the day, I go to bed and I say, I look back on what I did and what I achieved and I say, great job. And I literally give myself back that um, appreciation. And this is the biggest thing is because I was a massive, massive perfectionist. And I used to make myself have to do massive things before I could acknowledge myself. And one of the biggest things we can do as human beings is acknowledge ourselves for the small things because that's what counts. And when you do that on a consistent basis, you start getting grateful and for the simplicity of life. And it doesn't have to be big, but you actually become grateful at every single thing. And the more grateful you become, the more you will create but you're not doing it because you want to get more. It just comes as a byproduct of that. I have a question for Joel. Jump Joel, in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here because one of the things that I admire most about you um, is you have a legitimate, like, build everyone up mentality. I, I, re, I, like, I see, for example, we've been in um, here in, in, in Cape Town and we are promoting this event on January 25th for Master Your Money Mindset. Yeah. And you're regularly putting your friends and other people in like your Instagram stories and tagging them. And I know a lot of people who don't do that because for whatever reasons, it's like the commoditizing of their, their social media, right? And they're like, well, if I shout them out, they're gonna gain followers and like it's worth money and all these things. But like you are always building people up. You put me on the Addicted to Success podcast before anyone had any idea who I was. And like, that was just being like a friend, right? right, and, right. and because we had mutual friends. So because I see that in you, I want you, I would love to hear you speak about the value of the people around you and your community and your collaborators in, in regards to this, which is facing off with your fears, amplifying your money mindset and just becoming the best version of yourself how do yeah. you utilize the people around you because a lot of people are scared yeah. because they feel alone yeah uh, look uh, there's there's like fractals that can come off that right there's like so much that we can break down um but just to your point of saying you know like hey like i noticed that you share your friends on insta story and honestly man that's an abundance for me like that and like i said abundance is a practice uh, there has been times where like a little bit of the ego comes up like oh man do I if I keep shouting everybody out like am I taking away from my thing because it's like I've given like so much away that but that doesn't come up as much as it did before when I wasn't really making money right and Gary Vaynerchuk was on the episode um, I don't know it was like maybe like the 20th episode on the podcast and he said to me he said Joel it's not about how much money you make it's how you make your money mm. 
And I was like, oh, and like, I just got chills just saying that then, but like I had chills at the time. It's just like, wow, my body just remembered that. It's crazy. But like, I just remember hearing that and going, whoa. And my perception shifted in that moment to the point where I was like, yo, I can be even more abundant with like friends, family, followers, and everybody else when my money in another area is coming from something that I'm excited in and, and set in, right? And so for me, uh, I no longer looked at like, how do I make money from social media and how do I make money from shout outs on Insta story? I don't care about that anymore. I make money in other ways to the point where I've been able to practice enough to be able to be free flow sharing. And I actually love the feeling of being able to lift people up and empower others. And when I see somebody that's doing great work, and when I say great work, I mean, and you can tell the difference, there's a difference between somebody who wants to be big, right? Tons of followers and fancy looking profiles and everything else. And then people that are actually great at what they do. You're great at what you do. Emil's great at what he does. Heidi's great at what she does, right? Like people we surround ourselves are great at what they do. And, you know, I see it as a way of like, if I can raise people up that are great at what they do, all it does is it, it brings the, our circle even higher up and we become even more empowered. It's like power for power, which means that we now have more influence as a group, as a collective to have more impact. Because mm-hmm. certainty breeds influence, right? I'm surrounded by great people that lift me up and I lift them up. Uh, and then uh, influence then breeds impact. Now we're actually really doing it together as a group instead of trying to be Superman or Wonder Woman, if you're a woman listening to this, doing it all yourself, right? So, so that just became something that like, I didn't know how to really practice abundance until I started setting other, up, uh, other areas up in my life. And then when I really introduced the vision piece, this was a big one for me. I haven't even shared this on the podcast yet. But I often would have people coming to me saying like, oh, you're like Lewis Howes or you're like Pat Flynn or Jordan Harbinger. And it used to trigger me because like, well, what, what the hell? Like, it, like my podcast is different. I was trying to like convince that it was different. And, and really the only reason was because I wasn't familiar with my vision. But when I actually came back into my vision and I even had conversations with some of these guys at events we were talking out together, I realized I was like, you know what? Their visions are so different to mine so different. And so the vision then inspired me to stay in my lane. And that's when I became even more powerful because I was no longer in comparison with anybody else. And when I realized like when I wasn't in comparison and then the results I was getting from collaboration was way more powerful. That's when I just threw in the towel on this whole scarcity thing and, uh, you know, comparing thing altogether. Yeah. And now, now it's funny. Um, just like to see what can happen, right? I remember going on the Addicted to Success podcast uh, years ago. This is maybe years like four ago. years ago. I think. So yeah, long yeah. ago, man. I had, I probably had like a thousand Instagram followers. It was just this thing. And uh, you've seen this extreme rise in terms of what's happening with my career and like my social media and these various things ever since my poem went oh, viral. You blew up, dude. And blew up <laughs> crazy. And, and the, the amazing thing about it is like now literally right before we did this, I'm just doing Insta stories with you, right? Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. doing Insta stories, tagging each other and that sort of thing. And so I guess the point is you don't know what's going to happen with anyone's careers or anyone's like what they're going to build or do or whatever. Yeah. But if you can find the people that you align with in that why, right? Yeah. Like what we knew even back then is like, yo, you're doing something dope. I'm doing something dope. Who knows where it's going to go, but at least we're on the same like purpose, yeah. right? To create a positive impact. Then what you can do is you can feel good because you're investing your energy in people that yeah. 
that the, the rising tide lifts all ships. And like you said, we're a team and the impact that we can create together is so much greater and also so much more fun. Yeah. It's so much more fun to being in this Airbnb together and seeing like, whoa, look at how hard they're hustling. Let me go and dance on the balcony. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were doing that. Yeah. Or, or whatever it is. But like, Dropping we're, into we're, your feminine. We're doing that thing. We're doing, by the way, I dance on the balcony to get into the creative headspace to be able to create. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my point is that um, being in this space, I feel elevated by you guys. Mm. And hopefully you feel Vice elevated versa. by me, right? Vice versa, and, for sure. And versus we could all have our own Airbnbs doing our own thing, but it's not as fun and it's not as impactful. And even in that small way, you can see that expanding when we talk about collaborating on events or mm. collaborating on podcasts or yeah. whatever. And we just, it's its all a fractal of what's possible. Yeah, yeah. And, and mark my words, Adam is going to be performing on stages in arenas in time, right? You see it. He's already going to be doing that soon anyway. And then mark my words, Emil Steenwald will be doing transformational events with tens of thousands of people. No pressure, bro. But if you're, if you're like listening to this right now, like follow these guys, no joke. I'm for real about this because I see how committed they are to their craft. They're about mastery. They're not here to dabble. They're here to master the game. The, the one thing I want to add on to your, what you just said, Adam, is that the difference is, and this is for anyone listening, is that none of us are competing against each other. We all recognize our own strengths. Uh, thanks, fellas. We all recognize our own strengths and our own ability to, you know, stay in our own lanes. And this is the biggest difference. And you'll see this out there as well. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, there's this coach and there's that coach and oh, I'm this speaker and I'm that speaker and I'm trying to be become bigger than this person and, and they're missing the point um we all have different strengths we all have different values and we're all unique in our own way and once you understand that and you still come together this is when you can really make impact because it's not about you in the and end. income too yeah absolutely but this is what it comes down to it's like you the more knowledge you get and the more you learn and get epiphanies and grow the more your you know your ego rises too so it can easily get fooled into going oh well i'm bigger than this and i'm this and i have the blue verification which none of us have yet but but yes yes but you know what i'm saying it, it really does come back to like checking in staying humble staying grounded and you know knowing why you got into this in the first place ultimately we were all seeking something right i'm an emotional intelligence coach because i was shit with my emotions joel's addicted to success because i because i it was my overcompensation to prove everybody else wrong that i felt like i was beaten by uh to say hey i'm i'm, I'm better than you i'm gonna make this work but it just so happened that i was very very much in my alignment with my values as well uh, and I used the pain of the uh, feeling beaten and the pleasure of this exciting new space that I wanted to be a part of to really fuel the dreams. And uh, Adam's uh, a poet and a coach because? That's, I, I feel like my whole thing is I never felt safe. Yeah. I never felt safe to express wow. myself growing up in a, in a household where um, I had a stoic Asian role model father and, and, you know, I was hit with belts. I was molested at a young age, not by my father, but um, just these things. And I never felt safe. And so the most vulnerable thing that I feel like I can do is share my heart through art. Like it, to create art, to create poetry, to sing, to do these things is so vulnerable. And so I'm training myself to know that I'm, I'm completely safe here. And, and that's, that's why I, I follow the path of the artist. Wow. 
So ultimately, this comes down to self-expression, which is what my biggest why is and why I do what I do. I want to leave people feeling fully self-expressed because ultimately, what do we do when we're fully self-expressed? We don't care what we look like. We don't care who's watching. We actually show up in full alignment, right? You know how you speak to your best friend, you don't feel judged, you can just say anything you want? Imagine doing that every day of your life, anywhere you go, in anything you try. Like, what's the freedom in that? We do that. We do that with each other, by the way. Yeah. We do that with each other in the way that we give each other a hard time, in the way that, we, like, <laughs> we, we are very open about, we like, we're just ourselves. And it feels so good to be around people where you can be yourself. And you attract those people into your life by your willingness to yeah. be yourself and your, your yeah. unflinching resolve to say, I'm going to be myself. And so if you're not going to accept me, I'm willing to cut you out. Mm. And sometimes the most loving thing you can do do for yourself and for someone else is to cut them out if they're not a match to the vision that you have for your life yeah and and to that point actually it just triggered something in my mind and memory was you know i have my circle of influence mastermind program right and i launch it every season and then i have people that apply for it and then i make the calls for people that qualify and often i would hear people say uh, you know, there's something about you that you're you're authentic. Like some people feel greasy to do online sales. Some people feel greasy to market themselves. They're like, I don't know how to do this in an authentic way. And they've said that. And I, I look at it like if I'm able to be in the practice of being as authentic as I humanly possibly can, which is always a challenge for a lot of people because we're in such a world that's always uh, looking like it, you're winning if you're presenting yourself in a way that... Uh, seems 10 times better than everybody else. What I have found is that I actually increase my sales because of the authenticity side. Like a lot of people nowadays know that the old school traditional models of marketing and sales just feel icky. Like it just doesn't feel legit. And people nowadays are craving more and more that authenticity. And that in itself, the more I know that I'm courageously authentic in what I do, it's like you were saying, courageously expressing. And even you, Emil, like just courageously facing the parts of yourself that you know are holding you back and then stepping in. When people see that growth and that example of rising above, that's when they want to be a part of that. They see that as true power and they, they will buy your programs. They will collaborate with you. They'll invest in you know your companies or whatever it may be. And that's true wealth because you know that you've done it in the right way and you also have people that identify in you that what you really have on your heart and um i don't know just the old school way of making money the old school way of success the old school way of creating content just like it really doesn't work anymore you you can't survive in the game and it also feels not so good for the soul too like i i have to often and i'm sure you guys can can even attest to this often have to like keep pulling myself out of the game that's going on and going like what game am i playing and whose game am i playing yeah so you know to that point emil real quick just to dive into this whole money mindset piece and then like you know the fears that can come up how does somebody knock procrastination on the head, right? No longer distracted by the BS, creating content in whatever way in social media, uh, and also just like really getting out of their own way within themselves to be able to create uh, opportunities for more abundance and more wealth. Uh, I would first say, ask yourself, what are your biggest distractions? What is your biggest excuses? and write them down so that you can actually see them every time you go to make them so you're more aware of them. 
and then action them in a way, make an action plan to be able to go, okay, well, if this is my excuse and this is like, for example, my phone is one of my biggest distractions. So if that's, if that's a distraction, put it in the other room. If you are distracted by Facebook or Instagram, make sure you, you can get apps that can lock you out of those apps for a number amount of hours so that you can actually have focus time. So you want to do, you want to get on your own team and ask yourself, how can I support myself to go to the next level? What are all the ways that I'm sabotaging my success? And when you ask those questions, write the answer and have the courage to follow through on a consistent basis. It's going to take consistency. Check into your good habits and your bad habits. What are your good structures and what are your bad structures? A good structure is something where I have my my iPad instead of my, my phone as my alarm so that I don't check my phone first thing in the morning. Uh, a bad habit could be that I have my phone next to me every time I am working because it distracts me. Yeah, I, I like that because one of the things that I had to shift recently is I, I shifted the time that I worked out because I was either like I got to the point where I really just love working out. Like it's, I made it as a really great habit that I love being consistent, right? With yeah, I feel I feel good. Come on, come on now. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it, bro. Work out as much as you drink protein That's truth, man. That's absolute truth, right there. Yeah. So my alarm went off. That was a good distraction. <laughs> now what I do is I set my alarm. Uh, to remind me of the time that I have uh, in between working out and doing, you know, something else that's like for me so that I know, okay, cool. This is a time that I get to jump into the work and do the work because uh, there's this whole conversation that I love Jordan Peterson goes into like there's this dance between responsibility and reward that if you can get really good at that, that's a very fulfilling life. Uh, and it's a life with less stress and pressure, but it's also a life of achievement. And I think a lot of people are so in, so much on one side, get, getting so much reward that when responsibility comes into play and it's like, you know, your taxes are due or this big challenge comes into play and you're not used to carrying some sort of form of a weight, you crumble underneath it because it feels so heavy. And then you got people on the other side that are just so much in the responsibility that they don't know how to have fun. They don't know how to loosen up and be fluid and flow, Right. So uh, that's been a big practice for me and just knowing when I'm in and out of it. And that there has really helped me to like, look at like, okay, how am I managing my money? What does my business look like for me now that I'm not so much always uh, working in the business that I get to also work on the business, which is like visionary work around it as well uh, and innovating around it as well, which is fun too. And that there could mean like, if you've got a business right now and you're always in it, if you work on it and come out of it, you get to expand and find new ways to bring in income streams. You find new ways to be able to contribute as well, which is just so more fulfilling. Uh, and, and, you know, like I, I feel like with you, Adam, in the way that you're now creating, you've created an income stream that allows you to be able to have a little bit more time now to be able to really get into your creativity and be an even better version of you that gets to show up for the world, right? Yeah, I think it's something that I'd like people to know because if you're listening to this, you probably ha- want to shift your, your money mindset or your, your experience with wealth. Um, your problems don't go away. They look different when you have money. Your, yeah. your pro- it's not like the money, the money may solve the problems that you have now, like paying the rent and buying food or, or whatever it is, mm. but there's new problems that arise 
that you get to deal with. And so the, the real solution to this is in how you deal with your problems, how you deal with your resistance, how you deal with your bad habits and your procrastination, because those things, how you do it is what you can um, train yourself in, in a very effective way. And that will carry with you no matter how much money you have in the bank account, because the money that you have does not remove Pro, like problems, it, there are just different ones. Yeah. And so that's something that's really valuable. And I think that what we've touched on to bring it full circle in this episode, in this podcast, is basically showing you and giving you actual tools and exercises for how you can approach the problems that you f currently face, the obstacles that you currently face. And those are habits that you can carry forward no matter what, if you're Warren Buffett or if you're homeless. Do you know what I mean? Like how you approach that is is important. I think it is the most important thing and, and hopefully you take that away from today's episode. It's, uh, it's really interesting as you said that because I read a quote the other day and it said something around the, the effect of the money you have now, the more you have it of it, will just amplify how you feel. So if you're feeling insecure, if you're not feeling like you know you have status, like even when you get money, all you're gonna do is just throw money out there to try and prove that you are. So don't be fooled by the illusion of what money you think money's gonna do for you. It's not gonna give you more love. It's not gonna give you more acceptance. It's not gonna do any of that. You gotta do that yourself. And through doing those little things, the big things will then come. Yeah, I love what Les Brown says. He says, money isn't everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. <laughs> right? And you got to think of it in a way like it is a great tool. And actually, we caught up with uh, Marissa Pia in, in Bali. She's Britain's number one therapist. She's like the therapist of therapists. She's, she's incredible. Princess Diana's therapist. Oh, she's, she was she Princess was. Diana's? Wow, that's, that's crazy. So uh, Marissa actually shared a really great analogy or you know example of a perception shift with Emil and I and she said I want you to start replacing the word money with energy mm. and she says so when you say to yourself I know I don't have enough money in my wallet she says change it to I don't have enough energy in my wallet mm. I don't have enough energy to pay for this I don't have enough energy in my bank account I don't have enough energy in my day. And, and she's like, see how silly that sounds? I was like, damn, you're right. That actually sounds really stupid. And, and when you start shifting and going, okay, cool. How do I create something of value that creates enough energy for someone to then return uh, their form of energy to me in order to be able to put energy in the next thing I create, the next opportunity or the next business or you know, the next whatever it is that you want to even maybe even spoil yourself with because it's time to you know, do that. Whatever it is, there's a way to do it if we shift our perception and how we look at how we create money and abundance. And I just love that conversation there and, and just really like keep that at the forefront of your mind. I've been practicing it a lot lately and looking at that, that in, a, in a great way. And even when I've had times where I felt like, okay, I haven't moved my money in a way that I'd like to. And I, and I feel like, oh, there could be a pinch point here. I do look at it like, what value do I bring into the world? What energy do I get to transfer to someone that I know for sure is gonna be able to get results from what I do uh, in order for me to bring more energy in to be able to create that next thing or to you know expand the business or whatever it may be. So yeah, perception shifts, actioning the exercises that Emil and Adam shared and just really 
you know, having a vision that is powerful enough to the point where you're no longer looking at the money all the time, you're looking at the vision and just moving through the money and using it as a resource to be able to actually execute on your vision is a great way to start looking at, uh, at life. So I want to do like a real quick fire round here, a rapid round with you guys, because I think that's going to get, you know, the A2S audience to get familiar with you before we wrap up. So I'm going to start with Adam real quick. Yeah. Favorite album right now. <laughs> um, you actually, I, my favorite artist right now is Quinn, Quinn XC. Uh, I just love, I'm, I'm appreciating this pop, what you called pop hop. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like pop, hip hop vibes where it's, it, it, it feels good. Right. The, the, the yeah, thing yeah. to me is it feels good, but it still has that hip hop like beat where I just bounce my head. Yeah, I, yeah. I really love that. And then you just introduced me to Stormzy. Stormzy's dope. Who I was yeah. just listening to yeah, in the yeah. gym. I really like it. Right now I'm listening to music so differently and maybe this is useful for people, but I'm stepping into mainstream music. I'm stepping into the type of music that I feel like can play on the radio right. or you know Spotify and all these things. But um, the thing that's valuable about it is I'm studying it. Yeah. Like you want to be good at something, you want to be great at something, study yeah. those who are great. And so yeah. when you introduce me to someone where I'm like, wow, I really dig this style. I haven't really heard anything quite like it. I listen to it to study it now yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. I can become better myself. Yeah. And so that, that intersection point on entertainment and education, when I can find those, I dive in fully. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's me with music right now. I love that, man. I love it. All right, fire round. Quick answers. Fire round for a <laughs> That was so good. That was so good. No, no, we're going, we're keeping it on you. I've got, uh, I've got you got for like more. five more questions. All right, I got it. Ready? What is your superpower? <laughs> My superpower is taking really complex and deep, um, even like esoteric issues and, and aspects of human consciousness and translating them into easy to understand um, words. Love it. Awesome. Most embarrassing moment in a nutshell. Whoa, I didn't even prepare. <laughs> the most embarrassing moment of... Um, it may not be embarrassing now because you've overcome it, but like at some point you're like, damn, this mm. is embarrassing. I immediately regret this. You know, it's so funny, man. I, I didn't have, um, I, I don't have like a moment that I think of as being really embarrassing, so to speak, but I do remember, I just grew up really small. I was really late to the puberty game. Like everyone else got tickets and I didn't. And I, <laughs> and so like, I love and so like I, I didn't grow until like my junior year of high school, right? And, and so I just remembered being embarrassed by my, by like my size and and that was something that carried over for to a lot of different areas i felt like you know everyone that went through puberty they were like faster than me and they were stronger than me and then the girls liked like they looked at me like i was a, a boy well you know what i mean there's no there was no sex there at all and so like there was just a lot of things that i felt embarrassed of who i was physically and so that that was a big one for me overall and i'm sure there's a lot of different ways but you know we all have that, I think. Got it, got it. Most proudest moment? Um, buying my parents a house is up there, you know? Like, that's the, when, wow. I, when I got some money, that was the very first thing that I did and, and uh, with it was I wanted to buy my parents a house. And um, that, that was really, really big for me. And I think that um, beyond that, uh, my, my proudest moment is actually how... Um, I've been able to show up for myself during the hardest time of my life. Like, tw like the last year going through the breakups, 
um, and like depression. I struggled really deeply with depression. I sit here today and I am so proud of how I approached that, how I showed up in that, the integrity that I've held throughout that process. I feel, I feel pride in who I am, which is, yeah. Mm, love it, man. Last question, sexiest celebrity. Sexiest celebrity. Uh, <laughs> sexiest I'm having celebrity. fun with this, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Who's the sexiest, sexiest celebrity? Um, God, is it weird? This says a lot about me that I don't actually have one. I think I'm. To be honest, I I am in a space where I find so many women so beautiful right now because I'm single for the That's first time. That's a safe answer, bro. <laughs> no, like I wish I had an answer and be like, yo, hey, you, I'm talking to you right now if you listen to Addicted to Success. But I, I find that I don't actually know even, because I'm single for the first time in 12 years, I feel like I'm seeing women completely differently. I'm seeing beauty in a different way. Like uh, Joel and Emil here are like constantly pulling up these beautiful women on, these, on Instagram. <laughs> And I'm just like, wow, well, I'm just kidding. But like, do you see what I'm saying? Like when I see, when I, when I see um, on Instagram and I'm just scrolling through and I see a beautiful woman, I'm appreciating beauty in a different way. And I feel yeah. like I see more women as beautiful than I ever have before. Right. If that makes Dude, sense. Love it. Great answers, man. Thanks for opening up and being vulnerable with that. I know it's hard sometimes. Uh, especially when you've got some quick answers to jump into. Emil, you look like you're uh, a little I'm bit ready. nervous. <laughs> All right, so Emil, what area of self-development do you think is like, that? you know, that's commercialized that you think is complete BS? Uh, that's bullshit. The whole myth of just be positive. Just be positive and things will be okay. It's such bullshit because it's like we all have a dark side and a light side and we have to honor our dark side as much as we honor our light side if we want to be whole and complete. Yeah, good, man. Good, good. All right, so if you weren't a transformational coach and speaker and you had to pick another industry altogether, what would you do? I'd be a... It could be anything the best of anything. Anything, but then why? Like, what is it about it? And like... I would be a professional surfer. Are we assuming you can do it? Say what? Yeah, if I could do, do it. Do it? Yeah, if I can. Can I do this? You've got to master it, man. No, you can't do anything. If, that's true. If I can do anything and I'm professional at it, I'll be a professional surfer. You travel around the best beaches in the world. You save some the best waves. It just looks dreamy. All right, all right. Favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the worst date ever. Dating questions. Favorite color. <laughs> Is it is it is it that color? Is it jade? Is it jade? Jade. Is that jade, jade or or is that? Is no, it it's like, aqua. Aqua. What did you say? You call it essential oil. You call it aqua. 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 It depends what aqua. school you went to, right? Aqua. Aqua. Yeah. Aqua. 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 So uh, no, no. Tell uh, tell me what? How would you, you describe? What has been the worst date? You just oh like, yeah! Date. Tell me a little bit about your worst date in a nutshell. Yeah, Emil, worst date scenario that you've uh, come across, and what made it the worst? Because mm. if you can't, if you can't see this right now because you're listening, Emil was a thought. was an ex uh, <laughs> Gucci model. Uh, he, he catwalk for for Prada, and he he'd model for Nike, and like I'm not joking, like he did. So he's a good looking dude. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure he'd have a lot of opportunities that would have come his way uh, in in his lifetime. So dude, dating experience that didn't go so well. Man. I mean, I mean, I think 
they're getting to know you i That's know i know i'm trying to think of like the worst one I, I think it was actually a tinder experience and i was in bali and i mean yeah it was it was definitely that when i went on a date and she was not what she seemed to be in her pictures and and not just that it was it wasn't wasn't just that it was just I knew straight away, I know straight away with energy, I get it straight away if I'm into someone or not based on, and this is the thing about Tinder for me personally, is that you can't tell the energy of someone from a picture. And uh, we went to dinner and um, I knew straight away I wasn't into her and, you know, I was like, you know, polite, we just had dinner, great conversation and... I wasn't really drinking and she decided she wanted to drink and you know <laughs> six or seven drinks in she's just just plastering the back and oh, and I'm nervous. completely so- <laughs> sober and I was just like I can't wait to get out of this and um and then I you know in Bali we ride a scooter and I think I, I drove on the scooter and she almost fell off my scooter and I was like please don't fall off I can't take you to the hospital right now <laughs> I was just like I wanted it to end but I guess that was kind of my worst my worst experience yeah. yeah wow man thanks mm. for sharing and then last question what <laughs> do you spend your money on besides fancy looking tropical shirts well, what do i spend my money on um travel if if it's anything i love to travel i i have no issue with traveling and food i'm definitely a big foodie and i definitely love to travel and have new experiences in different countries and i would never ever look at it like it's a waste of money Ooh, thank you so much guys for diving in deep 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 yeah you want to ask me some questions oh we get to get them from both angles i I, I get a little bit i get a little bit nervous that's why i was trying to write could you hear i was rushing my my words a little bit i was like all right guys we're wrapped up now this is a great episode (laughs) all right quick let's do it let's go all right what's your favorite body part for yourself what's your favorite body part favorite body part my on you oh what do you love about yourself Definitely tries. Uh, triceps. Yeah, I do tricep day at the gym pretty much every workout. Yeah, it's the triceps. It's the triceps. Yeah, they're flexes, amazing muscle. They're amazing muscle group. There's three three muscles. You know, the biceps only have two. So, <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, uh, I've got to, I get to, and I also like I'm in the, in the practice of loving the parts of me that I didn't for so long. And one of it really is my ears. Like when I was younger, I used to get called Dumbo. Uh, I remember my mom jokingly when I was little, you called me Yoda because my ears stuck out. And, you know, I've gotten older. My head's gotten a little bit bigger, actually a lot of bit sure bigger. <laughs> and, uh, and my ears are growing into my head a bit more. And I used to be so, so um, self-conscious that I used to grow my hair over my ears. And I had like, I covered the top of my ears. So you could just see it. So it didn't look like I was trying to cover my ears, but I was. And my, my friend, you know, my best friends at the time used to like joke about that. So I just couldn't escape it. And, um, and uh, yeah, I was encouraged recently to shave my head and I, and I fully owned it. And it's actually a very liberating thing to look at it and go, you know what? They sticking out like they could, you know, stick out at their most or in their highest potential sticking out right now. And I totally own it. And I love them. I'm actually kind of, I'm happy that they're the size they are. So anyway, that's, that's my answer. What do you find most um, attractive in a partner, whether it's romantic or uh, like business partner? Like what is an attractive quality that you look for in other people you want in your life? Uh, Good question. What I notice on people very quickly is how confident they are. Like how certain they are. Uh, I even watch the way that people walk. Like when you see someone just beeline, it's like they know there's something about someone that knows where they're going. And I respect that a lot. And I know I respect it a lot because that's something that I aspire for in my life. 
and I know like how empowered I feel when I do know where I'm going and when I'm clear on who I am and, and I trust myself and I do respect that and admire it a lot in people and, and especially in a partner too like a partner that knows her worth I feel like relationships are like mirrors. We can learn so much from each other. It triggers us. Uh, they can be great examples. We can encourage each other, support each other. We can even have experiences of, of like feeling like we're being brought down, but really that person is just reflecting back to us the parts that we're not picking our own self back up in. And when somebody comes along that's really confident, I think it does really encourage you to play at a higher level. And I you know, hope to also do that for a romantic partner as well. So yeah, that's my answer. Oh, Emil's going to be asking a question next. Oh, my gosh. What's one of your biggest fears? Biggest fears? Oh, um, recently, one of the biggest fears that became really apparent to me was losing it all. Um, losing it all as in, like, losing the status of what I built, the credibility of what I built, because, you know, I focused so much on it as that was my worth for so long that I, I was fearful of, like, losing it or falling behind or, or aging or not being fresh enough or uh, just, like, really, like, buckling at the seams when it came to marketing and, and falling out of it and not knowing what the greatest strategies are right now and, and not performing as well in business, like feeling like my, my golden window or heyday has come and gone. And, and I realized like that was just such a scarcity mindset I was operating in. And also the fact that my worth isn't in what I do or what I have, it's in who I am. And I think that like really going back in, into that has, has been a big thing. So um, since realizing that I've wanted to go even deeper in the layers of my fears. And I think one of my other fears is like fear of being hurt. You know, I've been in relationship experiences where I put a lot on the line. Um, I enabled a lot and I, within myself. And I also like, you know, like have this fear of like not being able to trust myself fully when it comes to relationships. So that's definitely a practice. And I want you to know right now when, you, when you're listening to this, like, yeah, you see the success and the other things that we're all achieving, but we all have our things as well that we're always working through. It's it, There's at least one or two things are working through at any point in time. Uh, and that's my thing right now. Awesome, awesome. Um, you're out of questions? Any, okay, great. Any let's, let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah, any, more juicy ones? any more juicy questions? Um, all right. Let's go to the juicier one. Like, let's go. Let's put him on the spot. It's his podcast, I think right? We should so wrap this up. We have. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Um, you're, Joel, as a man who, who knows, I feel like you know a lot about relationships, right? I thought you were about to say religion. I was like, are no, we going there? Or are we no, going relation, relationships. <laughs> I would say, what, what do you feel like is the most important? aspect to a successful relationship oh this one's easy bruh easy but it's funny because the answer isn't easy uh, the answer is effort effort is required it's the most important thing to be with somebody that's willing to make the effort even when the times are tough even when your backs are against the wall that really truly shows someone's intention in in partnership um, and that doesn't just go for relationship, it also goes in business. And like, you know, we always have our experiences where we have our times where we're not paying attention, where we, we, our minds may be slipping, uh, we may take things personally, whatever it may be. I've been in all of those situations. Um, but it, the key thing is, is that person still there? And like, how much uh, does that person mean to you? And how much do you mean to them? That's the most important thing. Because you know, I was married four and a half years ago. I, I don't even know if I've shared this on the podcast. I think maybe once before. Uh, and, you know, four months into my marriage, I caught her having an affair. And very quickly, my whole identity was shattered and I had to shift my identity. I had to move through forgiveness. We're in a place now where we can talk with each other and, and there's a mutual respect. 
Uh, and, and really it was like this whole process where I realized like, wow, like in that moment where um, we could have communicated better and, uh, you know, I, I could have really shown up better as a support and a great partner and, and, and her too, was the fact that the love wasn't the biggest thing. It wasn't the greatest thing. And that may sound controversial, but it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest thing. The effort was required in that moment. And I really truly believe that that would have been the thing that could have like, you know, kept us together or even at like at least giving us a shot to be able to like move to a new space of, of transformation within our own relationship. So mm. um, effort is really, really important across the board in, in all areas of your life. Practice. Practice and effort. Practice. That's what Emil said. Practice, practice, practice. You can't be good at anything unless you practice it. Everything needs practice and implementation. Yeah, so that was super juicy and it sounds like we're wrapped. So guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Uh, if you are in South Africa and or if you know anyone that's in South Africa, Adam, Adam's Give moving it. his, uh, on, his essence. Gotta, what I, is it? Get, Your incense near us. I want to get uh, Emil trying it for the first time. You want to get him yeah, trying just, it for the first time? We're finishing the podcast and you're trying the mission essential oil for the very first time. Oh, I want to see what your response is. He just grabbed it. Is it nice? Mm, mm. Get it in ya. Get it, get it in ya. <laughs> that sounded so Aussie. That's so Aussie. Let's All do, right. do the Afrikaans way. Get, get in ya right. Get in ya right. Right, brew. Uh, so, so yeah, so we are out here in Cape Town, South Africa. 25th of January is when it's all going down for the Master Your Money Mindset. So if you're here, make sure you come. Uh, the address is IamAddictedToSuccess.com. That's with the number two. IamAddictedToSuccess.com to get your tickets. All right. Uh, make sure you follow Adam at Adam.roa, R-O-A. Yep, on Instagram. AdamRoa.com is the hub for everything. My podcast, The Deep Dive, like all the stuff. AdamRoa.com. Yep. And also, uh, Adam's video has blown up insanely all over Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. Any social platform is blown up. Goldcast got behind one of the poems that he did at a Kyle C's event uh, and it's it's a really powerful transformational piece and it's very very inspirational so make sure you check that out uh, it'll be on Adam's social and then Emil where can we find you bro you can find me at Emil Steenveld or my website www.emilsteenveld.com yeah alright get it in ya <laughs> alright guys big love thanks for tuning in make sure you check out the next lot of episodes we've got a hell of a lot more coming I am ramping up the podcast episodes alright and I've got some awesome guests your way big love appreciate you make sure you action the exercises we shared and make sure you pour back into yourself before you start asking for everything else in the world alright it all starts with you big big love catch you later ciao